What to Tech is brought to you by Text Expander. Text Expander helps you communicate smarter. Visit TextExpander.com slash podcast for 20% off your first year. everybody, welcome to What the Tech. I'm Andrew Zarian. Of course, I'm joined by Mr. Paul Therod. How you doing, Paul? Pretty good. We just you? finished watching the Apple event. Mm-hmm. Um, they announced... Did you, did you, what's the name of their chip, Paul? An M- <laughs> I can't remember. I, I feel like they didn't uh, say it enough. I, I mean, so uh, they, they, they said M1 about 80,000 times. Yeah. So, uh, so It was like a drinking game. Like, let's see how many times. Yeah. It's like uh, that scene in Super Troopers where he says meow. All the time at the, you know, when he pulls someone yeah, over, yeah, he's yeah. like, how many times, you know? Well, I, um, I was actually having wine during the event because I was sure. taking a drink. Every it is time Tuesday after all. It is Tuesday after all at noon uh, at one o'clock. So uh, here I was having some wine and, and I and I had to stop because every time they discuss how wonderful the M1 chip is and how it's X amount of times faster, I was taking yeah. a drink and I had to stop doing that because uh, that, that was the entire 45 minute presentation that they had. Uh, very... Yeah. Interesting. No, um, no tags. They didn't announce the tags. They didn't announce the the headphones. The studio. That's headphones good though. That I, I, I like that they they kept this one uh, kind of clean and on point. You know. Yeah. So let let's go through this quickly because I I know that it's it's a lot to talk about here, but I want to kind of summarize this. So Apple essentially said they they announced three products. Right. The Mac Mini's yep. getting this thing. The MacBook Air is getting this, and the 13-inch MacBook Pro is going to be getting this. Very yeah. interesting because the Mac Mini is a hundred dollars cheaper. Uh, is it? I believe so. Got this on therot.com. No, I got this right? on therot.com, Paul. Okay. Well, those people don't know what they're <laughs> talking about. More importantly, <laughs> though, the new Mac Mini is a hundred dollars cheaper, okay. starting at six ninety nine. So, uh. Yeah. Right. So the Mac Mini's getting this thing, which interestingly so excuse enough, the bright light in my face because oh, one of the things that's I think we need to look at Andrew is mm-hmm. whether or not they're going to continue offering the Intel versions, and so they do on the MacBook Pro. So 13 inch MacBook Pro, the two base models are M1 chips, and then you can move up from there. Uh, or is that a 15 inch no 13 inch yeah or you can move up from, from there to a core i5 okay uh, and then beyond that i'm sure you can configure it right so that's interesting so macbook air is all m1 macbook mini there's one intel configuration which so you can still get that and i think in both cases that is so that you can get uh configurations with more ram because there are going to be some people who need more than the 16 ceiling uh, that currently exists with with the M1. But the MacBook right. Air is only M1. So here's my question. I yep. buy this thing. Mm-hmm. I want to install Excel. What do I do? Right. Yep. They did not touch it on work. that. It has all. Rosetta 2. It has Rosetta 2. But yep. they did not they they did not talk about that whatsoever. So what do I do? I go to Microsoft's site, I download well, Excel. Andrew, they said in some cases the software will even run faster than it does natively. I know. I, I'm, and I'm I think one of those cases is not Excel. <laughs> that is, that it is not Excel <laughs> but, and not Word. Um, well, I, look, I, those things should work. This is the open question. Hopefully, there are reviewers out there using us now, and they will tell us. 
whether there are pauses or stutters or whatever. Um, and then eventually, of course, Microsoft Excel and the rest of Office will be uh, made into a universal app. It's just a matter of time. But I, I actually did find it notable that Microsoft was not part of this event at all. That means something. They are absolutely one of the top two um, Mac developers out there, right? They have to be. Uh, Who would them it be? It'd be, it'd, be, it'd be them. Yeah. That, I mean, that's about it. Has to be. Has to be. What do you use on your Mac? I'm curious what, what applications you tend to use. Well, I mean, uh, actually, oh, no, it's in the other room. Um, well, obviously, I have um, uh, Office installed. Excel, Outlook. I, yeah. Yeah. And... and you know, it, it kind of mirrors what I do on Windows in the sense that, I mean, I install Microsoft Edge and I do a lot of web apps. I use, Affin- we talked about this during the presentation, Affinity Photo. I used to use Adobe Photoshop Elements, um, but I bought Affinity Photo on both platforms. Um, and, you know, that's fantastic. And then it's really just the same, you know, there's a couple little apps. I mean, I, I there's a, I use Microsoft Paint a lot on Windows and there's a, a Paint-like program that's a third-party app that I think, uh, I don't remember the name, but it was, I think I found it. I think it's in the Mac app store, but um, you know, and then I used the text editor that's built in the Mac. Uh, is that true? No, I don't. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I use um, third party. It's a, it's a markdown editor and I think it's called Macdown. Yeah. I think it's called Macdown. M-A-C-D-O-W-N. It's something, something like yeah, that. Mac I'm sorry. Open I don't, I don't source Mac markdown editor. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's really uh, not that different from what I do on Windows, honestly, and that's semi by design. So it's it's pretty much the same with me. Uh, I use yeah. the same exact applications I use on Windows that I use on the Mac. There's really nothing that uh, now, you know, a couple of years ago, probably a different story. The only thing I do is I use iMovie if I'm using the Mac, if I need to do a quick edit. And I'm not talking about the actual editing. I'm saying chopping a clip in the beginning of the end, I use iMovie, which I don't use, obviously, on, on Windows. But yeah. uh, they they let's run through this. Uh, the big story here is that this is their ARM processor, their first ARM-based processor for the Mac. They're calling it the M1. It's a variant of what we currently have in the Mac in the uh, iPads. Uh, they didn't really talk about a comparison between Intel chips and this. So that to no. me means. They're not performing that great compared to what's in the current computers. Uh, It probably performs better than the Y series. Uh, And and that's why I'm very interested to see what the reviewers are saying. Like you said, if how this does compare to a typical, you know, Intel Y series MacBook Air. um, Listen, that one, I I suspect, will probably be a pretty good comparison, right? Um, And then, of course, the other issue is going to be you know, MacBook Pro with up to 16 gigs of RAM or Mac Mini with up to 16 gigs of RAM, are those things going to be comparable like a Core i5, Core i7? Uh, you know, we'll see. I, I find it a little hard know. to believe. Yeah. I mean, when you put this in the 16-inch MacBook, what the hell are you going to do then? So you, you, you made a, a comment at one point when they were showing the exploded internal view of the MacBook Pro that there were two processors. Is that true? I, I said, I, I, well, I was saying, are, are there two? I didn't oh, are see there two. two. Okay, I wasn't yeah. sure if you saw that. Okay. Are there two? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, excuse the white glare on my face. We're still working with the, oh, not 16. God, why is the site so white? Why is the site so white? Um, 
I'm just I'm very curious to see yeah, I don't... how this is going to compare because at the end of the day, your pro right. line, your I, I know that it's not 100 percent accurate, right? But your pro line is catered towards more yeah. uh, horsepower needed user bases. You know what I mean? Like you're 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 targeting oh, yeah, photo I, editors, and... video editors, uh, production wise, you know things like that. I don't know if everybody buying these devices are actually using it that way, but that's the intention. You buy a MacBook Pro because you want more power. These are um, these are integrated graphics machines, right? For one thing, there's no dedicated graphics. Okay, so that's a bad um, thing to begin with. I'll tell you well, why. Well, but yeah, I'm, the, I'm sure the low end MacBook Air, uh, MacBook Pro 13, two weeks ago had you know integrated graphics. It's whatever. It is interesting to me that Mac, uh, MacBook Air versus MacBook Pro for the past two generations, MacBook Air has had a significantly less powerful processor. It was one of the things that kind of artificially held it back. Now, all three of these machines have exactly the same processor. I don't believe there's any difference, right? It's one chipset, and it's yeah. available in all three of the machines. That's interesting. Now, the fact that the MacBook Pro and the MacBook I'm sorry, the, the Mac Mini, both require active cooling with a fan, says something different is happening. Well, throttle, right? They're, they're throttling they're, the chip. They're doing something, yeah. Yeah. So so the MacBook Air thus will not offer the same uh, performance that you see on a MacBook Pro. But we don't, we don't exactly understand what they're doing yet because they never discussed that that I was aware of. Um, so... Apple has been throttling the chips for some time now. Do you remember that there was a whole issue with uh, when they went to the uh, the Touch Bar 13 inch MacBook Pro? They were talking about the i7 that well, they yeah, were running in there, but they were they were they were tuning it down. I know, but that's that's Intel though. I mean, what? I mean, you don't have to throttle a processor if you have different processors. Like the Y series processor is just crappier. It's just not as good. No, like, but if you if you're doing it for heat reasons and 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 power consumption yeah. reasons, then it makes a lot of sense if you're putting a throttled down version. Of the same right. chip so, in your fanless PC or fanless uh, laptop. I, I, I don't remember the source of this, but um, uh, because of the way that chips and products were introduced this year, Apple, I think it was the, it might have been the iPad Air came out first with the A14 or something like that. And then the iPhone 12 came out with the same chip. And that chip is throttled on the iPhone because it's a smaller enclosure and there's less. Um, ability to do thermals there, whereas in the iPad, for some reason, like that thing actually runs a little faster. So if you look at like benchmark results, same chipset, I think I mean, this is off the top of my head, but I I think the iPad Air, I think it was the iPad Air, it actually runs faster. So you can imagine they're doing that in the Max, you know. So they have like they're like, look, we're going to do this to in such a way that we don't have a fan; it's going to be passive cooling only. That means we are going to throttle this chip. We have to. This yeah. is I don't you know it has to be. Listen, I, right? I, I'll and never then, forget. I'll give you a great example. I I bought this terrible Toshiba laptop that okay. a year. I'm talking. I can tell you, 2002. Bought this terrible, oh. and I bought I bought something that was like heavy duty and horsepower. Right, this thing was this thick. It was a 17 inch Toshiba laptop. I went through two separate class action lawsuits, and they okay. gave me two separate laptops. But like for for six years, I didn't have to buy a laptop because I kept getting new Toshibas. Yeah, That's yeah, how bad yeah. this whole thing was. And when I bought bought this thing, the guy at Comp USA, I'm gonna say right or or best. I think it was Comp USA. Uh, came over. He's like, he's like, hey, listen, this thing really overheats, so you should buy this. And he and he handed me. It was almost like a like a pad with fans underneath to cool the computer. 
<laughs> are you going to need that with this thing? Right. <laughs> you know, the fanless one. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm very interested to see how the performance actually is. Um, gonna be very difficult to convince me to give up my Intel-based MacBook Pros. Well, especially right away. I mean, it, it's these things. These are not the more you. The more I look at this, the more you sort of realize how they're positioning them. So, for example, you know this, but in the MacBook Pro line, 13-inch, there's actually two major versions of it. There's the version that has the two. Um, Thunderbolt ports on one side, and then you step up a bit, and you get four with two on each side. Oh wait, the version that really, yeah, with Intel, with Intel, yes, 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 with Intel. Right. So the entry level MacBook Pro 13 only had two ports on the left side. Once you stepped up past that, you you spent a lot more money, but you got the four ports. So the version they just announced with the M1 chip is a two port only version. So it's 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 basically taking the place of the entry level MacBook Pro. And you can still buy an Intel Core i5 or i7 version. Okay, so how about the 13-inch MacBook? How about the 13-inch? That's the 13-inch. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, not the MacBook Air. I thought you were talking about the MacBook No, no, this is the MacBook Pro. So the MacBook Air is only two ports. That's always been the case, you know, since they moved to Thunderbolt. Um, The MacBook Pro, the way it worked yesterday was the entry-level version, the one that was $1299, had two ports. That was it. And it was probably a Core i5 or whatever. And then if you upgraded past that, some of the higher end SKUs, which they still sell, have four ports and they're more expensive. But the the M1 version of this machine is just the low end version. So it's the two port Thunderbolt uh, version. So it's only, you know, they replaced the MacBook Air. They replaced the entry level MacBook Pro 13. They still have the MacBook Pro 13 with Intel with the four ports in uh, your choice of processors. And of course, the MacBook 16, uh, MacBook Pro 16 is still Intel, all Intel. So something interesting, they're both using um, uh, 61 watt power supplies. Both of the, uh, the portables? Yeah, yeah. So the, I, the, uh, the i5 i7s and the, oh, that's uh, the, that is the M1s. Yeah. Okay. That is interesting to me, that they're using the right. same power uh, brick. Because Apple's very, very, like on the 16-inch, however, I'll tell you, they use a much larger uh, yeah. right, power right, supply. Right. Let, me, let me just see what this is, because I have a 16-inch. No, 96 watt. 96 watt. 96. Yeah, so yeah. it's almost half again as big. Yeah. So it's humongous. A, that thing must be the size of a Mac Mini. Oh, hold on. <laughs> With like a plug on it. Yeah. Um, That's funny. This is not the one. This is a smaller one I'm using. So it's mm-hmm. bigger than this. It's about this big. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm still trying to figure. It is literally a 720p FaceTime HD It is, camera. huh? It's so what hilarious. are they doing with this? What are they doing with the video? I, they must be doing some kind of software. Pro- I, yeah. Listen, <laughs> this problem has been solved, but I think the issue here is Obviously even though there are newer parts that are better, they're literally using the exact same. They're using as much of the same stuff as they can. I think these, I bet these bodies are identical. I bet they they were like just make it fit in this, yeah. And then we'll we'll you know next gen we'll do it up, you know. Because they, um, like look at this thing, right? I'm gonna hold this up for people who have not experienced mm-hmm. this this megalith of a of a computer. Yeah, it's huge. This thing is huge, right? This thing is yeah. gigantic. It's very yeah. thin though. If you see how thin this thing is, it's heavy and thin. Uh, the the, the well, current this is a 15 inch. The 16 inch is way thicker and way heavier. Right. 
So I'm curious if, you know, when mm. they go when they go to this form factor, right? When they go to the 16-inch, mm. are they going to still be as thick as they need to be? Because why would you need it to be that thick? Right. You're using less power. So obviously they, they made it th- thicker because of the, 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 the air circulation and the keyboard. So I'm curious if they're going to find a way around this. I don't know. I'm I'm very interested by this, and I mean I'm not disturbed, but it, it's it's a little upsetting that yeah. we don't have more information on such a giant leap of a product. This is essentially telling us uh, yeah. that they're eliminating. I was expecting Intel. a little more, yeah, hard data. Dude, they're they're eliminating Intel from their lineup. This is a whole new world that they're in. This is going to lead to something totally different where the next three to probably the next two, three years, there's going to be no more Intel-based MacBooks. They're all going to be on their own architecture. And how is that going to affect me, someone that has been using? Listen, I'm saying me, right? It's a small percentage compared to the PC user. But this is a learning curve for many people to have to go over. I use a PC, so for me, I'm fine. But for many people, they use specific software, specific hardware. This is what they know. This is I what thought, they like. Yeah, it was a little light on that stuff. Um, I, I, yeah. Very light. I, I really thought we were going to just, you know, nail that. <laughs> and I'm a little confused, but. Uh, very quick event. Uh, we did not hear anything about the tags that have been rumored and have been uh, leaked. Well, yeah, we but it was, it was a Mac event. I mean, that's that's fine. Are we going to get another right. event with these devices being released? Because they that was supposed to be for the holidays. Hmm. Uh, I, don't I don't think so. So we'll see. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm very curious to see what the actual real-life battery life is going to be. They're, they're talking about 18 hours battery life in the... Um, That's for, but for video playback, right? So I, for, for the MacBook Pro 13, they gave a figure that was... Uh, man, I don't even remember the number, so I guess it doesn't matter. But they talked about, uh, I think it was 20 hours for video playback, and then I want to say 13 for some kind of web something. I don't remember the, I don't remember yeah. the term they used, but Wire, that's probably wireless, close. Yeah. Wireless web. Yeah. That's probably closer to real world. Now, wireless web is, um, you're basically, it means you're running a web browser, nothing else. Most people who are getting work done are going to be, you know, Word or Excel or, you know, Apple pages or whatever they're using and they're, they're switching back and forth between something they're writing or working on and some other stuff. So, um, I suspect these will, well, except under like heavy emulated workloads. So that will change it too. Well, ultimately will be battery life improvements over, you know, the Intel versions for sure. But, you know, compatibility performance, especially of emulated apps is still kind of an open question. And how does that stuff impact uh, battery life. You know, uh, you talked about Microsoft Office. So I'm going to run the emulated version of Office. I got Outlook open. I got Word open. I got my web browser open doing work. Uh, is that is it six hours now? I mean, yeah. you know, where, where, where does it land? We don't know. We don't know. Uh, so this thing ships next week. You could order today. Uh, right now, yep. the Mac store is open. The Apple store is open. You could go and order it. Uh Listen, I I would not purchase this device if anybody were to ask me. I would wait. Yeah. This is a first gen Apple product. I I always advise against a first gen Apple product. Uh obviously right. this chip has been used in in a multitude of devices already. We've seen it in 
essentially everything. Yeah, but that's come on, that's a, a different beast. It is a different beast. But uh, also, you notice they didn't call it like the M14, right? It's like they didn't want to tie it to anything. They 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 want you to separate that in your head. I think this is the first gen. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's really like the 14th gen, but um, they want you to think of it as a new thing. Well, you know what? Put um, this thing out there. Get the kinks out. Have the M2 come out. Have a touchscreen yeah. MacBook Air. <laughs> sure. And there you go. Now, now you're starting over. Now you have a whole different. Now it makes a little bit more sense. For this will to go give them the perfect product. excuse to do touchscreens because they can say, you know, now because of this processor, it's so awesome. We can finally do this thing. You know, we wanted to do all along, but the Intel stuff wouldn't let us do it. Yeah. Anything else that stood out to you, Paul, from this? <sighs> Because really, there was not much yeah. other than them giving uh, bizarre I mean, statistics two times faster, three times faster, yeah, I, best in class. Uh, you know, know, it's numbers know. that we it's don't nonsense, really understand. Uh, yeah. it, and by the way, it, it, I'm not I'm not against it. I think this is great, right? If we're yeah, talking about a company well, that could kind of control everything and get the most bang for their buck, this is the company sure. to do it. We've seen them do it on the on the on the iPhone. We've seen them do it on the iPad. The reason why they've been successful is that they control all aspects of the hardware. If they could implement that in the PC on the computer side and right. be as successful as they have been, you know what? That's great for everybody. But today's not the day. <laughs> they're not doing that now. Right, right. I just think there are too many open questions, you know, uh, yeah. and you raised a bunch of them. Microsoft Office. I mean, when you, in fact, I, I, maybe that's what you were alluding to because you asked me, like, well, what apps do you run? I mean, what's the schedule for the apps that I use being upgraded to support this thing natively? And in the meantime, what's that experience going to be like? They literally never sat down at a Mac and said, Hey, look, this is Microsoft Excel. It's not native. This is what it looks like. This is what the performance is like. You see how snappy it is or whatever. Like it's, it's a little alarming that there was nothing like that. There was a lot of talk that grids of uh, chip design things and you know, whatever, but, um, the, these are not the, pre- like I made fun of the visual artist who's like, it's got eight cores. Visual artist doesn't care about cores. Yeah. Visual artist wants to sit no. down at a tool and make it going to have it work. You know, you know, you know what, you know what everybody tells me. So I work with a bunch of graphic designers, right? Video editors, mm-hmm. graphic designers, producers, Suncast, John, right? You know what they give yeah. a crap about? They don't care about your core infrastructure. They care about how fast can I edit this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I work at a company where we have five graphic designers, videographer. You know, these are people that edit video, edit photos. This is what they do. Yeah, they you don't want the, you don't want it to get in the way. Ideally, I've what never you, been. Told, you just don't notice it. It just works. I've never know? been told they don't have enough cores. <laughs> you know what I hear? Hey, Andrew, listen. It's taking me an hour to render this. Can we upgrade? Right. Right. That's what they care about. It's like Scotty on the uh, USS Enterprise. He's like, I can't can't handle it anymore. It only has eight cores. It only only has 16 gigs of RAM. I don't know what to do. (laughs) I don't know why you went with the uh, M1 version. I I need 32. I told you that. You know, it was great. And uh, my editor came into my office the other day and said that. And he goes, listen, Andrew, I'm running running an i7, but it's a a 7th gen i7. Yeah. You know, and I, I need more cores. I need more. I need more. Right, right. Hyper-threading is and, not enough. Yeah. And I spent, uh, you know what I did? I spent $12,000 and bought him a Mac Pro. <laughs> with wheels. With sure. wheels. Yeah. So, 
Listen, I, I think this is, again, this is a step in the right direction for the company as far as what they want to do. I don't know if it's a step in the right direction for the consumer, uh, for their dedicated user base. If you are buying this product to buy a MacBook Air, you're going to be more than happy. You're going to be fine. It's going to be it's going to be fast enough. It's yeah, going to be light yeah, enough. The well, battery's going to be I, fine. By the way, that was kind of the point. Like, if you look at the low end of their product lineup, um, Mac, you know, obviously, MacBook Air, the entry-level MacBook Pro, and the entry-level MacBook Mini, Mac Minis, sorry. That's what they replaced. The, in, in the cases where those product lines have higher-end versions, you can still buy the Intel version. Yeah. And you can see that in the... Um, you know, the fact that this chipset obviously only supports 16 gigabytes of RAM. So that's something they're going to have to fix before they can transition the rest of it. Yeah. Um, well, next year's the, the big story the here, right? Next yeah. year is the story. If there's a reason why it's obviously the, the reason is they still have, they just upgraded these things. So they have the latest gen Intel processor. But next year, if they hang on and they still produce Intel based processors, they, we know the mm-hmm. answer is that, listen, this is going to take a little bit of time. Mm hmm. You know, it's going to it's going to take some time to get up there. Uh, yeah. You know, they'll eventually do it. But how is it going to compare in the long run against a PC that that's running Intel? Because then that's going to be the decision maker for me. It's no longer well, going to be the compared to the best device. selling PC in its class. It's doing yes. great. So I don't... <laughs> and what is that PC? Someone. Tell <laughs> I, me. I want that data. Yeah. Tell me it's an it's HP a Packard PC. Bell G5. <laughs> a gateway to H7Q. Yeah. yeah. With as a CRT screen. Unbelievable. So uh, that was the Apple event. Uh, there was not a whole lot. I mean, we're, yeah. we're having fun here because we didn't have a lot of information. If there was a ton of information here, we'd probably be talking about it. Uh, but other than what we just laid out for you, there's nothing more to it. As Actually, we one more see. observation. Um, yeah. They brought back the PC guy from the old Mac versus uh, I'm a Mac, I'm a PC ads, They right? did. Um, this is... This probably makes sense because to the average consumer, they've never heard of Windows 10 on ARM. You know, for people who are kind of involved as uh, tech enthusiasts or part of the Microsoft community, whatever, uh, we were very anxious to see how this thing would compare to Windows 10 on ARM, which is Microsoft's attempt uh, to bring its own desktop operating system to this more modern kind of portable uh, mobile platform. Um, when I saw him, the first thing I thought was, well, He's, they're going to draw some comparison between Windows 10 on ARM and this thing. And there's many ways they could do that. Better compatibility, better performance, blah, blah, blah. But they didn't. Like, this thing was old-fashioned like mm-hmm. the Mac guy was, or the PC guy was back in 2003 or whatever year when they were actually on TV. And he was talking about, you know, fans and how you can you have to plug it in because it doesn't get great battery life. And that was, a, it, it was in, in its own way, was just as dishonest as those I'm a Mac, I'm a PC ads were back in the day because PCs like Macs have evolved dramatically. And we have PCs that get great battery life, awesome performance, uh, mobile performance, et cetera. Um, but I thought that was kind of interesting. They, they were, um, it was obviously a throwback and, and kind of yeah. a callback or whatever, which is fine. It's cute which, and everything. By the but, way, that, that, that to me means this is going to be the holiday campaign, right? Maybe. But I think it was notable that only one of the two guys was, was in it. Um, well, the guy, the other guy's famous, right? Well, I, John, uh, uh, John, what's that guy's name? The guy was uh, the PC is just as famous. I mean, I think he's maybe more famous. What the PC guy? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah, John. Uh, what's his name? John. Um, 
I got John Goodman stuck in my head. John Hogman? Hogman? Hodgman. Yeah. Hodgman. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Very interesting. Guys, uh, we're going to talk about the Xbox now. I know a lot of you guys are waiting for us to discuss the Xbox and everything that Paul (laughs) could talk about with the Xbox now. So we're going to talk about that. But before we do, I want to remind everybody, if you enjoy the show, enjoy this bonus content, bonus, bonus, bonus content, bonus content that we did. Uh, prior to broadcasting now with What the Tech, you can fund us at patreon.com slash what the tech. You can fund us as little as $1 per episode, and it gives you a bonus show and it encourages us to continue doing these kind of shows. Um, also, Therat.com, Therat Premium, Paul. What do you know about Therat Premium? You know anything about that? <laughs> I know a little bit about it. What do oh, you want to know? Uh, Therat Premium, go sign up there. You get access to all these great stories, great articles, uh, great access on Therat. Uh, dot com. Um, I'm a I'm a premium member. You get access. Let's see what what. Let me see what your latest premium story is. I'm logged in, so I can't tell. Where does it? What's your latest premium? Where's your premium? It's inconsistency premium from yesterday. There you go. Yeah, inconsistency. It's from yesterday. Uh, I got to read this one. Actually, I have not seen this, so I'm gonna bookmark it like an old man. That's what I just did. This I bookmarked this. My story. biggest pet peeve. Inconsistency. That's me. It's better to have tech that never works than to have tech that works sometimes because there's nothing more frustrating than inconsistency. I agree with you. All right. So let's talk about the Xbox. A lot of people want your opinion on this. Yeah. Uh, you had a early unit that was mm-hmm. sent to you. You were able to show the aesthetics, the outside of it, but you could not talk about what's going on with it. So you've had yep. a couple of weeks with this device. Now you can talk about yeah. it. Yeah, I actually have two of them. I have both of them. So I okay. have an Xbox Series X and a Series S. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of really good stuff going on here. There's a couple of concerns, right? So, um, performance awesome. Um, the thermals are clearly awesome. These things are silent. They don't get hot. They don't make fan noise. They're wonderful. Um, my previous generation Xbox One X, which was fine, sounded like a jet turbine after an hour or two of gaming. Like it was, uh, and you couldn't go near the thing. It was hotter than hell. But these things, they've really kind of figured that stuff out. There's a nice backward compatibility story. And the basic gist of it is um, even games that are not optimized for the new console will be better in some way than they were on previous gen consoles, meaning they might look better. Uh, they have some an auto HDR mode. They can apply a better performance because of the velocity architecture, super fast SSDs and so forth. Um, But games that are optimized are going to be even better. And optimizing a game for the new consoles can take uh, different paths, but there are many, you know, there are many different things you can do. You can have new assets, 4K, 60 frames a second on the X, Um, you know, uh, quick resume, um, all these, you know, smart delivery to get those features, et cetera. There's, There's a lot of stuff going on there. So it's all good, but, Couple of problems. So the the problem the problems with the new consoles include such things as there is no such thing as this console exclusives, which honestly I kind of like as a gamer. But that also means there's like nothing new exciting to play right now. <laughs> so a lot of the games that Microsoft is promoting came out like a year ago, but they've been optimized now, so now they look better on the new console. And it's like, well, <laughs> okay. So but, wait, they they're so, not launching with an exclusive title? No, not even one. Why is that? That's that's, that's really the Xbox strange. strategy. So Xbox is more than just the console, right? So and and this year two consoles, right? But um, you got to remember they have uh, Game Pass subscriptions. These things work across console, PC, and mobile through, thanks to uh, game streaming. Um, 
I, honestly, they want to get as many games as possible in as many places as possible. That's the Xbox strategy. The idea is that you join the Xbox ecosystem and you can access your content from wherever. And it's great. It's it's super, you know, it's pro gamer, pro customer, whatever. Uh, but it also means that, like, I just spent 500 bucks on a console. Clearly, I want to, you know, try this new, new next generation game that only runs on this console. And that thing doesn't exist. There's yeah. no such thing. Um, Thursday, this uh, in two days from now, like the new Call of Duty will come out. Call of Duty is uh, optimized for the new console. So it will run fine and it will look fine on Xbox One. It will look a little better on Xbox One S and it will look a little better still on Xbox One X. Still going to be exactly the same game, right? So it's, it's some visual uh, improvements, some uh, performance improvements and so forth. But is that enough? Is that going to be enough <clears throat> to hit a home yeah. run in a, in a <laughs> terrible economic before uh, right you know i, I yeah so I, well about. like you need you need to be encouraged yeah. to buy this if you don't have a right. an exclusive title at launch to begin with right. you need something else and i think a lot of the stuff is pointing in the wrong direction for them well i i you know okay so to kind of flip that on its head i will i will sort of say i i, I like i said this is a concern it, it is a concern however one of the interesting byproducts of the pandemic is that consumers have been spending a lot more money on video games this year than they have before. And uh, video games sales have just exploded, right? And so in the quarters leading up to the, them selling this new console, you would have expected the Xbox business to collapse, which it's done every time before there's a new console. That did not happen. Those quarters were all up enormously over over, over previous years. That's never happened before. It's because of the pandemic. Yeah. So... Here's the truth. This holiday season, Xbox is going to do great. These things are sold out. They're going to remain sold out. You're not going to be able to find one. Every one of them that they can make is going to be sold. So for the short term, they're actually going to benefit from the pandemic. And it doesn't matter that there are no exclusives. People are just looking for something new, you know? And, you know, they don't look this. It, like if you, if you said to me, look, I have hundreds of dollars to spend on video games. Would you be better off buying games or subscribing to a service? Yes. But some people, you know, they want something under the tree, whatever it is, I, they're going to sell out of these things. How this thing will do compared to PlayStation 5, it's a story for another day. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I mean, PlayStation um, has some great titles that they're launching with. So, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I, I here's the nice thing about it. It doesn't really matter if you buy one now. So if you're like a dedicated Xbox guy and you're like, look, I've got thousands of dollars, you know, invested as a top term, but I spent on this ecosystem. I've got all these games. Those, all that stuff's going to come forward, and that's awesome. But you should ride out your current console or however you're playing for as long as you can before you decide to upgrade. I mean, prices will come down, too. That's yeah. the other nice thing. Um, and what, But the promise, and it's, it's, it's real, is that when you move forward, everything's going to be better, and it will be better. So even though it's the same games, they're going to look, play, load faster, whatever it is. They're gonna, it will be better. Um, one of the... One of the very real uh, concerns, though, uh, and this is this speaks to maybe waiting a little while on these consoles, is uh, storage space. So, like the Xbox Series X comes with uh, a terabyte of storage, internal storage, but there's only really about 800 gigabytes free, right? And the the smaller one comes with 512 gigabytes of storage, but there's only 364 gigabytes, I think, uh, free. So let me um, ask you this: um, okay. the user interface. Well, hold on. Let me let me yeah. just oh, okay. Go uh, ahead. Let, me, let me just conclude that because it's it's um, that's not a that's not a lot of space. Um, 
I've installed three games on the Xbox Series S, and I'm almost out of storage. That's not good. Three, just three. Um, the problem with this is the onus is on you as the customer to figure out how to solve this problem. So Microsoft, through Seagate, sells a one terabyte expansion card. It's 225 bucks. It will work with everything that's great, so it's there, at least if you need it. But you also have the option of putting old backward compatible games on USB storage, but you have to do that yourself. <laughs> so in my case, a lot of the games that are taking up space on the X, uh, in particular where I do have more games, I could move that stuff onto USB storage and it would play. But you can't play new generation games, I'm sorry, optimized games, right? Hmm. Off of USB. You can only do it off of the internal or the uh, expansion storage. Oh, really? So it, it creates this situation where you kind of have to manage it. Oh, that's not good. I don't like that. It's not. No, it's not good. So I think I think in the future what we're going to see is Xbox Series X or whatever consoles with more internal storage, and then we'll see more expansion cards with higher yeah. capacity. Yeah, somebody called the Sophie's Choice of high res gaming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so uh, you were, but you asked about the what, so the user interface, the user interface, because from what I'm hearing, because yeah. I don't have one, right? So I can't yep. give a a review of this one, unlike the previous generation, but. Right. Um, I'm hearing obviously the launch title thing is going to be a problem because people really want there to be yeah. a, a a specific uh, exclusive launch title that comes along with the game. Whatever, it's fine. Sure. Uh, there's plenty of other things that you're going to be able to do. The people that want to buy an Xbox will buy an Xbox. Doesn't matter. But mm -hmm. I'm I'm hearing that the <clears throat> interface needs some work. Oh, um, actually, I think the interface is pretty good. I mean, one of the so here's the pro and con on the UI part of it. Um, I think what people have complained about is that maybe the Sony UI is a little more stripped down and it seems a little more, I don't know what it, a little more something. I don't know. Um, I, I think it's fine. I, the good news is they've solved the performance problems on the UI. So Xbox 360, Xbox one, they went through a variety of UIs. They kept trying to optimize it, kept trying to optimize it. Never, they never got it there. It's like really slow. Um, that the UI on the Xbox Series X and S is lightning fast. It's excellent. So they finally gotten to the point where it should be. So that's really good news. Um, good or bad news, depending on your perspective, the UI that's on these boxes is exactly the same UI that's on Xbox One. It's exactly the same. There is not any part of it that's any little different. It is identical. And that is sort of like the exclusive problem where it's good in a way because you know, you're familiar with it. You can get started right away. You don't have to learn anything. But it also takes away a little slice of newness that you would typically feel when you buy something new. And, and even though learning something new is, you know, like a little aggravating or difficult, maybe you feel like, well, this is what I spent the money on. Like this, obviously it's different. It's better. You know, it's, it must be better. And uh, in this case, it's just the same, you know, so everything moves quicker, but it's literally exactly the same as it is on Xbox One. Yeah, it's a little it's a little weird. So, like, I, yeah. I just gave an example, right? Um, uh, I just asked a friend of mine that has three kids. They yeah. they play Fortnite and they play all these games. You know, they have a PlayStation. I said, are you are you going to upgrade? Yeah. I said, are you getting an Xbox or a PlayStation? He said, yeah. I'm going to get an Xbox. I said, why? Because they already have a PlayStation four. No. Oh. So it, okay. interesting. You know, that I, I find that interesting. The other thing is uh, there's a in our chat, there's a whole discussion about how big Call of Duty uh, Cold War <laughs> yeah. is. Well, let's, I'll take a look. Uh, Actually, so I should go. look According, on both of them. So it's 136 gigs on the Series X. 
Okay. Um, let's see. Also, Josh Coleman, a uh, good friend of the mm-hmm. show. It's his Xbox is on his uh, on his front lawn right now. Oh jeez! He just sent me this photo. I'm sending it to you, Paul. It's in a Oops. box on his front lawn. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm having. I don't know why I can't. Because here's the thing, like you try to run the game like an idiot. You're gonna have to make a choice, right? Yeah. Uh, on what what console you're buying and for what reason? You got three choices right now. You got, you know, mid range, higher, lower end, high end, and then you got the you got what PlayStation's doing. I I for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with an Xbox because I always do. That's always my first one that I go with. But if you already have a, if you already (laughs) just, you know. I don't know. I, for me, I'm going to go with the with the Xbox. I I don't, I don't know how someone's going to determine which one they're buying if we're not talking about launch titles. I so guess brand yeah. loyalty, right? I, I just I, think, I, the whole thing is interesting. I just I I hadn't looked at this before. You know, one of the one of the what do we call this? One of the advantages and features of the Xbox platform is this feature called uh, smart delivery. So you, you talked about the new uh, Call of Duty game. You said 130 gigs on Xbox One X, which is correct. Um, that game will take up less space on an Xbox One S because it doesn't have the same high-quality assets. And it will take up even less space on an Xbox One X because that doesn't have the same quality assets. So on Xbox One S, it only takes up and I, only 116.3 gigabytes of space. That's not a big savings. <laughs> so... You know, it's not half as big. Yeah. The storage on the Xbox One S is half of what it looks, of what is available on the X. But the game is, what, 10% less? Uh, Maybe, uh, you know, whatever that works out to be, you know, 15% less. Um, So this game, as a percentage of the available space, takes up a lot more space on the Xbox One S. Yeah. That's that's one-third of the space available on this console, literally. You don't buy any optical media, do you? Or you do everything digital? Uh, I, I do everything digital, personally. Um, I should also mention the Xbox One S does not have an optical drive, so it, you're you're kind of forced to go all digital on that one, which is fine. That's what I always do anyway. But um, no, I, I will... I mean, I'll test a Blu-ray in this so I can write about it, but the truth is I don't... I would yeah, but here's the problem, though, right? How do you do that if you want to get, like, three, four games? How do you do what? Sorry, what? Uh, with, with the with the limitation on the on the hard drive, right? These these are like so. Call yeah. Of Duty. So well, look. That. I mean, it it depends on the game, right? So not everyone's playing Call of Duty, right? If, if if I put three Call of Duty games on this console, it would be full. There would be nothing else I could do. But if you want to play like Fortnite or some of the more casual games, you could fit more, more of those. Those are small. They're smaller, right? Um, you could get internal story, or I'm sorry, uh, storage expansion, which right now is only one terabyte. But at that point. You've just spent two hundred and twenty-five dollars to go from five twelve to one point five terabytes, but you have the slower processing, uh, lower resolution, blah blah blah, whatever. I mean, why not just buy an X? Um, so these are the decisions we have to make. It's uh, it's complicated. So just got another message from a friend that's listening. He goes, "Okay, I." I specifically ordered a new TV with 120 hertz so I could play mm-hmm. on this thing. Yeah. Let me tell you, it's effing beautiful. Yeah. Yep. His exact words to me right now. Yeah, I don't have 120 hertz, but or, uh, but I have the 60 hertz. But it's you know 4K HDR, um, yeah. 
gorgeous. I mean, it's it is. They look great. I mean, you know, they do I, look great. I I would recommend if you haven't. I, and you know, with the previous Xbox, the big story was a lot of people wouldn't have a 4K TV to be able yeah, to yeah, get yeah. the most bang for the buck. I think a lot of people now have a 4K TV. They've they've you know well they do, but they're still this. making they're still selling a version that's not going to hit 4K most of the time. So. It's kind of interesting that they even have an S. And Microsoft's ex- or, um, expectation is that the, the lower cost one over time will sell more than the more expensive one that does 4K, which is kind of interesting, right? right? Um, and I don't know if it's just cost or whatever, but it is it is a cute little machine for sure. And it's completely silent, which is nice. Um, it'd be great for the living room, but that quick resume feature I was talking about is only for games. <laughs> so yeah. you can't quick resume media apps. So if you um, oh, if really? you're looking at Netflix, yeah, it's really bad. Like um, this is actually a huge problem. So it's not that moving between the apps is slow. It's still pretty quick. But if you're say you're watching Netflix and you're like, well, and and we're just doing apps, right? We're not. This is how the world's going, right? So we have apps for everything. So you're like, well, I think I'm going to switch over to um, YouTube TV and see how the game's going or whatever. So you launch YouTube TV, <clears throat> you sign, you know, you click on the sign in button or whatever, go to the live TV thing, you go look at it. Your team's doing however they're doing. You're like, all right, I can go back to Netflix. Netflix boots up like it had never been run before. It doesn't quick resume. It's it's not sitting where it was. It's not waiting for you on whatever show you were watching or whatever. It literally boots up as if from scratch. You have to choose the user. If you have users configured, you have to go find the content, start it again. And now you're like, oh, I want to see how the game's going. So you swap out, swap out of that. You relaunch YouTube TV again. YouTube starts like you've never run it before. You have to sign in, Yeah, that's <laughs> you awesome. know, like it's, yeah. it's kind of a, it, it makes it less effective as a, um, as a media device. Cause you can't really switch quickly between that. I just saw this picture you said, it's funny. <laughs> that's my, uh, that's Josh. How deranged does he look with his Xbox? <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's funny. Yeah. Um, so let's, you want to do a Q and a with the chat? The Q&A. We haven't done a Q and a, we haven't okay. done a Q and a in a long time. Uh, this is a segment that we do on Mapmen, where we do a Q&A at the end of every show where the viewers could ask – the viewers in our YouTube chat, because that's the one I'm monitoring right now, could ask uh, you or myself any question they want. Uh, so uh, if you have a question, I'm going to give you guys like a minute or two to put yourselves together and submit your question. I'm sure a lot of them are going to be for you, Paul, because you're the man of the hour with the Xbox. Uh, are you going to get a PlayStation? I was going to ask you this. No, not not right away. I mean, um, you know, by the way, PlayStation is going to be sold out too, right? It's going to be hard to get a PlayStation this Christmas. I, I'll look at that in the future. I mean, I don't know that I see a real point in it. I, I basically, I, I try, but I end up playing the same handful of games over and over again. Um, I suppose there would be some advantages in doing that on PlayStation because Call of Duty is a place, you know, has advantages on PlayStation, but um, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't know. If I do, it won't be anytime soon. Yeah, I I'm I'm gonna go with an Xbox. I mean that yeah. that's really um that's that's I I mean I always I mean, they're both to, beautiful. I, they're, they are and they're both no, silent, they're both like I said. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know it's funny because I I'm not one of these people that's like a PlayStation guy or an Xbox guy. I'm way yeah. more of a casual gamer now. Um, I something happened to me. <laughs> a lot happened to me okay. over the last couple of years. <laughs> uh, yeah. Drinking, life, marriage, mm-hmm. kids, but uh. Something happened to me that I cannot commit to a Call of Duty style game. 
I just can't well, do it because I felt I suck at it, Paul. Like really, yeah, yeah, if yeah. we were to, it, you know, what would be a tremendous thing for us to do if we did <laughs> a a like a funded mm-hmm. version of the show where you teach me how to play Call well, of Duty. I guarantee you, we would make a, we would get tons of donations for people to watch you scream at me because I'm so bad it's embarrassing. But I literally uh, I I did something today in Call of Duty I've never done. I've never done. I sent a guy a message and I said, please stop playing this game. You are taking down the rest of the team with you. You have no idea what you're doing to stop. This is a guy who like in subsequent games, I'm going to, this is off the top of my head. So it might yeah. be a little wrong. He, he had two kills and got killed 16 times. And then in the next game, he had like four kills and he got killed like 30 times. And I was like, you just need to, I'm like, I'm going to block you. But I just between you and me, I just you should st- you should not play this game. You did just, you get a message? Did you get a message back saying, "Hi, you messaged my son. He's eight. Yeah. Well, <laughs> did you then get what's, one Then why is he playing Call of Duty at eleven o'clock? You in know the what? It, it, that's me. I can't, and I'm embarrassed to go and play online because that's the only way you get good at. I have it, never right? contacted anyone, people. dude. I was so this upset is your first because. Time. This no, I'm like no, like literally, we lost two games in a row because some guy just kept getting killed. Like he was just. He'd run into the same room, get blown up, blood, cover me in his blood. Then I'd <laughs> oh sit there God. and shoot the guy who killed him. And then he'd come running back in. And I was like, you need to just stop. You're just wasting everyone's time here. I've never right. done that before. We got a bunch of questions. First time for everything, <clears throat> Paul. Do you use a headset? Like, do you yell at them with so the headset? I, no, I mute everybody and I don't talk. Okay. Well, I mean, I scream to the screen, but I'm, I don't have a microphone. So. Has anybody said like, hey, are you Paul Therat? Because your username is a giveaway. Yeah, yeah. I don't hear that? them. See, that's a problem. Oh, I, some don't. people text okay. me, people friend me, people, you know, whatever. Yeah, sure. Holy crap! It's Paul Therat. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just got teabagged by Therat. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so, awesome. yeah. So that's you know, it's, it's it. the personal service that I provide. Paul succumbed to rage. That's somebody yeah. wrote in the chat. Here we go. Let's well, it wasn't, it wasn't so much rage. It was just like resignation. Like, just stop. Like, I actually felt the need to be like, you, there are uh, calmer games maybe you could play, or there are easier versions of Call of Duty you could, like, because I played the hardcore version. Like, um, like just you're, all you're doing is like, you're just hurting everybody. Like, don't be here. Yeah. Here we go. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> sure. I want to hear more about how you yell at people on xbox i think that needs to be your own show no it's the first time i've ever done it i've i've literally never i want you to keep doing it i want you to keep doing it (laughs) no i i type you don't understand i used the controller to type out the message it took it took a minute (laughs) i i took the time to tell this guy not to stop playing my game (laughs) that how terrible do you have to be to get something i know i've never never that's that's what i mean i've never done it before no, I just watched this guy get obliterated again and again. I'm like, what, what, what enjoyment are you getting out of this? <laughs> All you're doing is running back to the same place and getting blown up. I find the actual action of you messaging this guy hysterical. Like you sitting there. Well, and normally typing uh, it. when there are bad players, the people are just jerk offs or whatever. Yeah. Like you can block them, like, and that just kind of ensures that you'll never see them in a game again. I I do that fairly frequently, but this time I was just watching him, and I'm like, dude, what, what are you doing? Oh, and then one time he shot. That, that, that was what did it. He shot me. He's on my team. Terrible. He like killed me. Terrible. He should be banned. I'm on a streak, dude. What are you doing? <laughs> like, 
Anyway, I'm sorry. I don't mean to go on and on. And no, on please. Just, please keep doing it. It was <laughs> so on. weird. <laughs> All right. Here's a question. Have you guys heard yeah. any rumors about Microsoft buying Sega or another Japanese <laughs> game studio? Well, Someone has to buy Sega because they have a tremendous library. Yeah, but unfortunately, that's what all they have is like a library. Like so, Microsoft. Uh, I think it was Phil Spencer recently said something to the tune of they're still looking for uh, studios to buy, and I think very specifically they said they were looking for more casual game studios. Right? Mm. Uh, I don't think it was Japanese specifically, but I think it was like more casual. Yep. And I guess the Sega stuff because it's mostly legacy kind of falls into that category like what's space harrier now you know yeah or um sonic or something i mean these are you know they're kind of casual games i guess um so no not sega specifically but it would be a it wouldn't be a bad outcome honestly um i think they're seeing the success like i'm a casual gamer and yeah. i gotta tell you i i love beat-em-ups like i yeah. lo- i was yeah. an arcade rat like growing up sure. i was a total arcade we had an arcade by me i mm-hmm. would live in that freaking arcade yeah. Uh, it's just me, my, my cousins, and myself. We would just stay there yeah. all freaking day, every day after school. We would be in the arcade playing Street Fighter Two or playing some sort of beat 'em up. They yeah. re-released. Yeah, Did you play Streets of Rage Four at all? No, but I okay. mean, I, no, dude, it's awesome. It's okay. awesome because you know why? It's nostalgic enough. The music is nostalgic. The moves are nostalgic. I'm it. it it's appealing. But to let me, me ask you as the pertinent question: yeah. Is it Call of Duty? It is not Call of Duty. Yeah, no, it's, it's a beat em up. It's a side scrolling beat em up. But you know what? The, it, it's been a tremendous success to the point that they've yeah. already said that there will be a sequel to this. So there'll, there'll be the fifth <laughs> version of this. It, okay. it was that successful, and it was done by an indie developer that yep. teamed up with and Sega. Streets of Rage is not, that's not a Sega thing, is it? It is Sega, yeah. It is Sega. Okay. Yeah. It was tremendously successful. So I think a lot of people are realizing, like Capcom mm-hmm. is now talking about doing uh, Final Fight doing a revamp of Final Fight because of the success that right, they right. saw okay. with a side-scrolling sh- beat-em-up that appealed to, you know who? 30 freaking-year-olds. Yeah, for nostalgia. Thing. Yeah, because the people have money now or want yeah. to re-experience the things. And the that game they was like great. And the game is great. I still play it. I, I mean, yeah. I'll if <clears> I want to, if I just want to blow, blow off some steam and play a game, I play that. You know what else I play? <laughs> Castle Crashers. Love that game. <laughs> That's cool. That's that's how advanced I am, Paul. But no, I do fine. play World of no, Warcraft. Dude, listen, don't be ashamed Love of WoW. that. Whatever you like to do is fine. I, I I like WoW. Do you play WoW? No, World of Warcraft. Yeah. No, I'd see. Love it. You just describe games that are like on the opposite end of the spectrum. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like that's too involved. You're like, such like I think for me, Call of Duty is like shooting of your guns. You don't want to Call of Duty game matches. A- you don't 10 want to minutes. hide in a forest and shoot arrows, Paul? And if it wasn't for the ignoramus today, usually it's an enjoyable experience, <laughs> and you get out, you're done. You're good. It's good. You can move uh, on with life, you know? Garrett in the chat room says, non-tech question for fun, what's your mm-hmm. favorite type of food, Paul? Oh, jeez. Um, probably sushi. I would have gone Honestly, with sushi. Um, yeah. I'm gonna I go mean, with I like Greek. all kinds of different food. Um but yeah, probably sushi. I'm gonna go Greek. Give me a gyro every day. I'm seafood, fine. Seafood, we like. You know, we eat a lot of seafood. Yeah, you're a big foodie. Uh, Michael yeah. says, do the PlayStation exclusive have uh, Call of Duty uh, for Call of Duty concern you as an Xbox gamer? Yeah. Yep. Um, in fact, 
you know, if it's worth probably three years into this, you know, it used to be an egg. So exclusive is kind of the wrong word, but um, it's the word they use. So things launch on PlayStation first, right? And so even something as minor as like the beta for the multiplayer for the new Call of Duty happened on Xbox two weeks after it happened on PlayStation, right? So there's going to be a content drop that uh, I don't think it's this month. It's probably next month. And among the many things coming is the classic Nuketown map, like the original Nuketown. I literally was playing Nuketown this morning, but it was the version from Black Ops 4 or whatever. Uh, That will arrive like a month later on Xbox. Like we're not getting that right away. Like that kind of thing really bothers me. Mm. Um, And this is the thing, you know, when I was talking earlier about console exclusives from the perspective of the game are not really a good thing. It's, it's kind of, I think one of the ways that the industry is broken, but (laughs) the reality is they exist. And so if I literally only care about call of duty, maybe I should be using a PlayStation five, you know, Mm. that is interesting that they're getting, I mean, is it exclusive now or are they going to port it off eventually? No, it's coming. It's coming in a month. You know, typically I think it's about a month, Um, but I, I, I don't like that kind of thing. I, I yeah. um, yeah, I don't like that kind of thing. So here's a here's Jonathan with a question uh, for Paul. If I connect the USB three portable hard drive and load an Xbox X optimized game, does the console automatically move to internal drive and then launch? I heard it plays non optimized uh, from the external. That's a good question. So I still have some open questions about how things will work in certain ways. So, um. If you uh, like, if you have an existing Xbox One console, whatever version, and you download whatever games and you put them on that hard drive, you can attach that hard drive to an Xbox Series X or S and play those games. And what you will be playing is the Xbox One version. I don't believe it will auto- do anything automatic. Um, it would be kind of an interesting thing and potentially useful if it popped up a message that said, "Hey, by the way, there is an optimized version of this game available for your console." Uh, we can install that to the internal storage if you'd like, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. But no, the way it works is um, it will just play whatever's on there, you know, backward compatible. So it's not going to, it won't, you know, I don't, I don't, I haven't done it. So, I mean, but I don't, I can't imagine it would do that automatically. Yeah. Jonathan also says Andrew's best guns are his arms and fists in Street Fighter. Hold on. Look at this, Paul. Look at that. Look at that. Not bad. Look at that. Hanging on there. Wow. There you go. I hope someday we'll go to the gym together and we'll see what's up. <laughs> can we squat together? Can we do like old <laughs> we can school? we squat together? Can we, can we do like old? It will school, be like, the totally totally non gay gym experience here <laughs> yes. you've been wanting your whole life. Yeah, That's a, I want to wear like the old school. Like I want the medicine ball. I want us to throw yeah, the yeah. medicine ball at each <laughs> right. other. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect, the guys. Uh, I think that's it for this week. Um, <laughs> I had a whole bunch of other stuff I wanted to kind of run down, but I totally forgot yeah. what it was. Okay. Um, I, I was a lot of stuff today. It, it was a ton of stuff. Yeah, the you know what I got to tell you the the Apple announcement kind of shocked me. I thought there would yeah. be a whole lot more. I thought there, there was would so be much more. anticipation of this. We have been waiting for this since at least you know June when they did WWDC. Yeah, but sort of before then too because we knew this was coming, and um, I was expecting a little more. <sighs> finality on some of the things we've been wanting to know, you know, like real world performance, et cetera, et cetera. So hopefully uh, Apple has seeded their reviewers with devices. And by next Friday sometime, or maybe by next Tuesday, 
we'll get the first reviews in because I, I really, really, really curious. Uh, I to see. What I heard that really they they sent John Prosser a a an, a, a MacBook Air. They oh, sent them a MacBook Air, <laughs> but inside it was just yep. shit. They didn't send him anything. Yeah, yeah. Inside. Just, <laughs> it was just right, right. And they lit it on Talks fire. The they rung his bell. Tim Cook personally. It was like a burning MacBook Air on his front yeah. porch. Yeah, <laughs> just poop inside. Right. Uh, right. Uh, I was told actually that they are so mad at him, and they're trying to find yeah. out who the Apple employees are by going through his follows, the the three hundred and fifty thousand people that follow him. And they're trying that's to not, track down. I, I mean, the that's is. a really unsophisticated way to find out yeah. something. I mean, yeah. um, the person who's doing that should not be following them with their real account, right? I mean, oh, they're trying. They're trying to figure it out. Okay. Do you remember how nuts they went when that guy had the iPhone? Uh, had the um, had the phone? Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The guy that they, lost the phone. What was it? It was a fourth. It was the iPhone four. iPhone right? four, I think, and he left it in a bar. Yeah. And then uh, and the Gadget or Gizmodo bought, like actually bought it. Yeah, and the which secret is, police showed up at the door. Which is uh, legally questionable. Um, anyway, yeah, they took his computer away. Um, anyway, and the Apple yeah. secret police showed up at that guy's door. I think it was That's- the actual police, but yeah, it was it was dumb. It was, no, was, no, no, no. Was- at, at Gizmodo, the guy who, which I, I think it was Gizmodo, they said it was... It, it was not actual police. It was Apple security that showed no, up. No, no, no. I think, it, no, it was, they got the police involved. Was they that it? I, I, I'm, I'm yeah. a, almost yeah, yeah. 100% at one point it was that. Interesting. Okay, but, right. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. All right, guys. Uh, that's it for this week. We had a lot of fun with you. Thank you, everybody that tuned in. Guys, if you're watching this live, uh, hit the subscribe button. We're here on YouTube. Ring the bell, guys. Ring the bell. Ring the bell. Make sure you hit. Please ring the freaking bell. Hit the bell, hit the like, hit the hit the subscribe button. We're on our way to ten thousand subscribers, Paul, here on YouTube. And I think wow. I think that's quite an accomplishment because we are not a YouTube product. We've never been a YouTube product. <laughs> We're not a YouTube product. We are not. We, we are. We are. True. We are two middle aged men. I, I've just wow. become middle aged. I love that you've lumped me into the same category as you. You're now, I made you younger. I made myself a little older. I made you a little younger. We're now okay. meeting in the middle. Uh, nice. covering technology like we cover tech like we're sitting at a bar and having a conversation two friends we we like to have fun with this and it's been an amazing 10 years of almost doing this right now so uh, hit the subscribe button I want to hit 10,000 in 2021 that's my goal I, I think we'll hit it uh, just for just for myself for no other reason I just want to do it for myself <laughs> look I got 10,000 followers that's what I want to say sure. to people uh, and that's it for this week guys see you later <laughs>